is a reading from Paul's letter to the Philippian church, chapter 4, verses 11 through 14. Not that I am referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of having plenty and of being in need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. In any case, it was kind of you to share in my distress. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Grace and peace to you, beloved. I have been asking over the past several weeks for you to bring your Bibles to church. I hope that you did that. If you don't have your Bibles with you, there is never any judgment here. Jason is coming down the aisle with Bibles. (laughs) You know, if, if you have a choice, I would highly recommend marrying somebody who makes you laugh. It's a, it's a good thing. Thank you, dear. Go ahead and turn to Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. I hope if you're worshiping online that you have your Bible ready. If you want to use the Bible app on your phone, that's totally fine as well. That works too. It's important for us to know where to find these verses so that we can go back to them and pray and study with them throughout the week. Philippians chapter 4, verses, uh, beginning in verse 11. Verse 13 is the key verse. But the passage begins in verse 11. And we always have these Bibles available under the Jesus window. If it's easier for you to grab one of those when you come in. Philippians chapter 4. The key verse is verse 13. We're going to move around just a little bit. Okay, thank you all for indulging that moment. Let's take a deep breath. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight this morning, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So many of you know that I was on vacation last Sunday. Our three children had the opportunity to spend several days with all of their cousins, which is always a joy. It was really fun to see them interacting with each other. And early one morning on the playground, I overheard a conversation between my four-year-old nephew and my three-year-old daughter as they were climbing to the next level. Jack said to Olivia, here, Olivia, I will help you. To which Olivia responded, I don't need help. Now, if you know Olivia, that's a pretty standard response from her. I just couldn't help but laugh because I don't need help. It's kind of our mantra as Americans, right? We want to be independent. We want to be strong. We don't want to need any help. We even go so far to tell ourselves that what does not kill us will make us stronger. Now, that's not necessarily true, but it is one reason that we search for strength in distressing times, and we do search 
Of the 8.5 billion searches that Google processes in a day, many of them have to do with popular Bible verses. That's the theme of our common uh, Bible verses series that we're calling Seeking. So this is the fourth week in the series. So far we have turned to John 3.16 for unconditional love. We have turned to Jeremiah 29.11 for reassurance that God has a plan for us. And we looked at Romans 8.28 last week, seeking the good in this life. And that brings us to our passage for this morning from this letter to the followers of Jesus in Philippi, which Sarah read for us very beautifully. Now, the Apostle Paul said many things that are long remembered. This verse is one of those. So please open your Bibles to chapter 4 and look at verse 13. Again, I know we just read it, but this is the key verse for today. So chapter 4 of Philippians, verse 13. Would anyone like to read that this morning? Summer. Yes, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Go ahead and show us that next verse. How many of you have memorized this verse in one version or another? Yeah, it's a really popular verse. Strength is something that we all need from time to time. And when we're talking about strength, we're talking about the capacity for exertion, the capacity for endurance, the ability to resist force or an attack. We're talking about a certain kind of toughness. So if Paul is writing about strength, we have to wonder why. What's going on with Paul? What's going on with the people in Philippi that this encouragement for strength would even be needed? Next slide, please. There's not much question that Paul himself actually wrote this letter to the Philippians. Philippi was a place where he had visited about a decade before in his second missionary journey. And a group of followers of Jesus have been raised up in that place. And now, in the year 62, in the common era, Paul is writing this letter to them to let them know that he has survived a terrible illness in prison. By this time, Paul had been captured for his rebel rousing in the Roman cities in the name of Jesus and was most likely writing from prison in either Rome or Ephesus. So you can see from the map that Philippi is approximately in the middle. There's a difference of about 300 miles or so, but pretty much in the middle between Rome and Ephesus. So Paul is writing to let his friends know that he has survived to this point and to encourage them in their own conflict with the Roman authorities. Now remember, this church is only 10 years old. Its members are still trying to figure out who they are and what they are about and how they can withstand pressure from government officials. So Paul writes to offer them encouragement by thanking them for their support of him and his own ministry. That's why he shares from personal experience this roller coaster of the ups and downs of life, having plenty and being in need. He's acknowledging that life is not easy. That's not a promise that we were given. Life is not easy, but there is a way to find peace in the midst of all circumstances. That's what it means to be content, after all. To be content is to be at peace, to be satisfied. 
It's easier said than done, and Paul knew that. So he's talking here not just about physical strength, but about mental, emotional, and spiritual strength that comes from a strong sense of identity. Now remember, he's writing to a young church, about 10 years old. Morningstar is also a young church, relatively speaking, talking about 36, 37 years. It's important that we anchor ourselves in a strong sense of identity. And this group of people in Philippi had come together to ground themselves in the teaching of Jesus and in the good news of new life in the face of death. Their organization around this truth put them at odds with the people who were running their society. They were living in the margins. Their very lives were at stake simply because they followed Jesus So Paul is writing to them to encourage them to develop a strong faith, a faith that can resist force and attack from without and from within. And that kind of faith both offers and requires a different perspective. The truth is it doesn't take much for us to see and experience the world in a new way sometimes. Sometimes something as small as a paper clip will do it. Johnny, I may be able to do this. Let's see how I, Johnny's here to assist if I need some help. Let's see how I do. Hey, kiddos, would you like to come help me with this part of the sermon? I have an experiment for us. Can you gather around this bowl of water without touching it? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Why don't you stand on this side and so that people in the middle can see too. Can you stand this way just a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Mara, I think you're, you're short enough here. So I have a bowl of water, right? It's a bowl of water, glass bowl, Pyrex bowl, ordinary water. This is a, it's a paperclip. What's going to happen if, if it's going to sink, right? If I drop it in, it sinks. Okay. Owen, you try it. Is your paper clip going to sink? Yeah? Uh-oh, okay, I dropped one. They're sticking together. Mara, does your paper clip sink? Yeah? Yours too? And yours? Oh, no. All the paper clips are sinking. Augie, do you want to try? Maybe you have the magic one. No, that didn't work either. Emery, do you want to try? Oh my goodness, we have all of these paper clips at the bottom of the bowl. Well, did you know this water is kind of like life? Sometimes we can get overwhelmed with life. Life can be really difficult, and we feel like we're sinking to the bottom because this is us. We're like the paper clip. And sometimes we sink to the bottom when we try to do everything by ourselves, but sometimes we can ask for help, right? You can float. You're giving away the punchline, Owen. Okay, that's really good. Well, let's see if with the help of Jesus, this paperclip can float too. Can we, can we back away just one second so we're not touching it? Because I could, I could, it could adjust the experiment. Okay, so Augie, I need you to hold this for me. Okay. Hold it. Okay. I still need to talk in it. Okay. All right. So this paperclip, it's bent, right? We're going to pretend that this is Jesus, and this is us, and this is life. 
what happened? Uh oh. What happened? I no, I didn't drop Jesus. I still have Jesus. Okay. What happens if we do this? What's happening? It's floating. Should we try it again? You want to try it? So if we use this Jesus paperclip as leverage, we can put the people on top of the Jesus paperclip. Here, why don't you do it? Let's see if it, uh-oh, it's okay. That's life. Yeah, there we go. There we go, Augie. <laughs> it's okay. It's very precise. We'll try one more time. Oh, it's got to be flat. Ew, you got a little bit of an angle there. Here we go. Okay, now try it. Oh! <laughs> well, it's okay. It does work. But look at this one that's still floating. Did you notice it's still in the water? So it's still affected by life. We still have to deal with difficult times, but we don't have to do it by ourselves, and we don't have to go completely under. We don't have to get lost in the hard times because we can help each other, and Jesus can help us too. Yeah, so, so why, don't you, why don't you all come to see me? Why don't you come see me after the sermon, and we'll try again, okay? All right, can you guys give the children a round of applause? Thank you so much. We'll try it again after the sermon. So, <laughs> this is the secret that Paul's talking about. Obviously not the paperclip, but the idea of allowing Jesus to walk with us and carry our burdens. That's the secret. And the truth is, it was never meant to be kept a secret. A secret is something that some people know that other people don't know, but they can be shared, right? And so he's writing this letter to share what's going on. So I hope you have your Bibles open. I want you to look at, go back one, please, Stuart. I want you to look at verse 12. Who would like to read verse 12 in that same passage, just one sentence ahead of what we just read? Chapter 4, verse 12. That's right. In any and in all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of having plenty and of being in need. I have learned the secret. So when we read it this way, the secret's pretty obvious, right? The human life, it's full of ups and downs. One minute we're floating on the top, the next minute we feel like we're sinking to the bottom in the depths of despair. And yes, maybe like Olivia, we think we don't need help because we're young and we're strong and the climb looks easy, but at some point we will need help because we cannot do everything by our own strength. But Paul says we can do all things through the strength of Christ. So let's talk about that word all for a minute. It means all, right? It means anything. It means everything. It does not mean that we as individuals can withstand anything and everything in the whole wide world all at once. It means that we can face anything and everything that we need to face as it comes to us. We can face what we need to face, however difficult, as it comes to, as it comes to us. 
as individuals, but even better as a community. As a community of followers of Jesus, we can do all things only if we do those things through Christ. Through Christ. You're never going to look at a paperclip the same way again. Jesus is our leverage in the deep water, our actual source of strength. And that's the only way, by the way, that what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Because the truth is we could give in to the despair. We could give in to the hopelessness. We could do that. We only get stronger if we learn through the difficult times, if we work through them with the help of others and by the grace of God, if we're willing to accept an even heavier load the next time, trusting that we're not alone and we're not bound by our own strength. That is the strength of not going under. That's the secret of not going under. But it's not something that we can do alone. That's the point of verse 14. So turn one more time to chapter 4 and look at verse 14. Sometimes we gloss over this as a simple thank you. Who would like to read verse 14? Yeah, in any case, it was kind of you. You've done well. It was kind of you to share in my distress. Paul is highlighting here the strength that the Philippians already exhibit, the ability to share in the distress of others, a willingness to show compassion and move towards suffering and sit with empathy and share the load simply by being present. It is a desire to alleviate suffering that is rooted in God's own pattern of behavior to hear the cries of the people and see our suffering and be moved to save us. And we see that pattern no more clearly exhibited than in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, who was willing to lay down his life for his friends. It's the depth of that kindness, beloved. It is in the depth of that kindness when it becomes our own pattern of behavior that we will find the strength that we seek every time. Amen? Amen. As we move into a time of prayer, I want to make sure you know that the baby we have been waiting for has been born the past week. Yes. Oh, we don't have the screen yet. That's Ember Elise. She was born this week to Eric and Allie Lambert and big brother Cole. Isn't she perfect? Yes, Aunt Summer says, yes, she is. That's right. So I talked with Allie this morning. She said they had a long first night home. Many of us can relate to that. So let's pray for our dear family, our newest member of our congregation, and for all of those in need this morning. Let's take a deep breath. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the gift of life as we are experiencing it now with the birth of Ember Elise Lambert. We thank you for the gift of life and community, and we ask this morning that you would continue to give us strength when we are weak, love when we feel forsaken, courage when we are afraid, wisdom when we feel foolish, comfort when we are alone, hope when we feel rejected, 
and peace in times of turmoil. We pray these things in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.